Welcome everyone to the Dining on a Dime podcast, where we give you tips on how to save on your monthly food budget. Now we give you the absolute best foodie news, and our professionals will give you recipes and cooking tips. So let's get the show started. All right, everyone, welcome to the show. Here's what you're going to hear today. Today is all about desserts. I want our listeners in California, Texas, uh, Oklahoma, everyone. Uh, first segment is going to be up about desserts. Uh, our special expert guest is Daniela Malave. Yes. She is the owner of Trace Fiore. Yes. And uh, that's a local spot. So in segment two, we're going to focus totally on Daniela. Uh, segment one is for our listeners all around the country, New Mexico, Utah. Uh, you're going to learn about desserts. Uh, we have our expert uh, with us, Jim Hassan. He was a bakery manager for many years. And then, of course, food photojournalist, Amaris Pollock. I also want to make it clear that if you are listening anywhere in the world right now, uh, you can go to Facebook and look up Dining on a Dime, the number one, Dining on a Dime one, and we will have photos of these amazing cupcake designs. You have to see the designs to understand. So let's get started. Yeah, that's great. This is the first time I've ever been called an expert in anything other than walking through screen doors. <laughs> so it's going to so, be fun. And what's fun about this show is Jim is a bakery supermarket manager. Was. was and then Daniela is a real baker. So it's gonna you're going to get the best of both <laughs> worlds. And she's also an artist. I and mean, an art, well, you... we're going to get into that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's start the show off. I want to get uh, the bakery as a whole. So if you're listening in the South and North and the East and the West, let's talk about the bakery business as a whole. All right. I want to first start off by letting our listeners know that dessert is derived from the French word meaning clear the table. Interesting, right? Jim, let's talk about this, uh, baking, the bakery business in the supermarket. Talk about the business itself. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's one of those things in the in the supermarket world. Bakery items are considered kind of the non-essentials. Um, you know, everybody needs milk. Everybody needs you know, food. And but like bakeries, just kind of uh, the bakery goods are, are kind of you don't need it, but you kind of want it, and it's a it's a treat. So it's it's in that like kind of realm of uh, treats. So it's it's harder to get the business inside of a supermarket to the bakery. Actually, it's not hard because people love it. But I mean, I just mean like, you don't need it. You got to do a little extra work to get the people over there. You got to like uh, fan the cookie smell out throughout the store and get <laughs> okay. them over. And of course, give out free samples. Free on top samples of the are bakery. huge. Yeah. So Danielle, let's get a little bit into your professional baker. You make really unbelievable designs. Thank you. Who have you seen... Uh, that have been your client. Who are you baking for? What is the most uh, kind of uh, business that you have baked for? The most business, um, I will say, I'm not going to say their names though. No, 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 no. I've had, I've, I've what had, field are they in? Well, I've had a couple celebrities. Okay. Uh, which was really exciting. Um, but really, it's all kind of ranges. Awesome. Yeah. And, um, I think that desserts are essential. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, uh, I don't think that they're not. I just mean, I like, know. it's not... Right. It's, it's kind of in that they're, realm. They're really not essential, but um, people are still celebrating birthdays... And, and, and anniversaries, and I've been doing a lot of bouquets for 
babies being born, oh, and okay. so it's it's been it's been wonderful. I it's it's been all over the place the clientele. Um, and if people uh, locally in the Philadelphia area, mm -hmm. uh, you can go to tracefiore.com. That's correct. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah. So if you guys are looking for a, an experienced baker that makes incredible designs on their uh, baked goods. Thank you. Daniela is uh, local to the Philadelphia, New Jersey area. Yes. You just order it and then they pick it up at a very convenient uh, old city location. That is correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. that that is Trace Fiori, T R E S F I O R I, dot com. Boom. I uh, am going to name names. We used to have WCW's Gold Dust come into the supermarket. <laughs> no way. Really? <laughs> Somehow that seems very appropriate if, for if, like for you. For, and I feel like if John Cole would have appreciated that a lot more. <laughs> oh yeah, he definitely would. Um, John Cole is one of our other cast members, and he's unfortunately absent right mm. now. But um, he's big into that. <laughs> So. The wrestling. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jim, let's talk about the clientele at a supermarket bakery. What do you What do you remember seeing? Uh, what are they buying? Are they buying for anniversaries uh, or whatever? It's. I mean, it depends on which where your supermarket is located. I mean, I've worked in. Honestly, I'd rather work in uh, kind of lower class, lower you know right. neighborhoods because they buy more. <laughs> That's true. They're, you know, they're usually less of a problem than like you know higher end places. Um, but yeah, like you just, I mean, it's, it's, it's a supermarket, so it's everyone. Everyone's buying. Right. And I live in uh, Port Richmond, and I know for a fact that people love Shoprite Bakery. Mm -hmm. Like they all go, you know what I mean? That's a big deal to them. And he's right; they do spend more, I guess. Than so there's they the would. big debate in supermarket baking, and even sometimes regular bakeries: buttercream or or the whipped cream icing for for cupcakes and cakes and your opinion jim oh, i like buttercream i personally yeah buttercream well listen <laughs> you're talking to the right gal yeah. <laughs> right because your your cake was buttercream so my entire all of my cupcakes i i specialize in buttercream flowers oh that's right yes, everything is buttercream so that's awesome and yeah. do you find that easier to work with i, I found you know one hundred percent. Yeah, it's little, you get a little sharper edges on the buttercream. Yes, it's so much easier, and um, yeah, you can be more creative with it. Mm -hmm. Now, Daniela, what is the most difficult part of designing your cupcakes? What do you think? Uh, is it designing the flowers, or what do you think is the most challenging? I think the most challenging part. Um, I, I actually really like a challenge. So the, the more difficult the flower, it's like game on. You oh, know, that's great. Um, I'm actually in the process of learning new flowers. But you know what's really the most difficult part is actually getting them in the box. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> and, and Jim Hassan made a great point. He's like, if you look at what was it, Asa Cakes or the show? Oh, Asa Cakes, like, like the most of the drama that happens on Asa Cakes is the getting the cake to where it has it to really be. It really is. I had two deliveries yesterday, and the entire time that I was driving, I I, I felt like I was gonna have a heart attack. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's so, interesting. Yes. So you, you spend all this time like being super um, meticulous and and you know like for me heaven is in the detail so the more detail the more I love it and then you put it in the box and it's a, like it just like falls. Wow. <laughs> I'm like God. Is there tips in the industry because you guys are in the industry? Is there tips in the industry for delivering like to make sure that is there any secrets that we might not know? Not really. I, I, 
not really. I mean, like, I guess they come up with new technology for different things. Uh, I, we, like, if, you, if we sold a 24-pack cupcake, you got the, it's got, like, a little cardboard cutouts mm-hmm. for the cupcakes to kind of sit right. in so they don't right. move around. Yeah. And I once had a woman uh, complain that it looked, it looked didn't look nice enough, so she wanted the cardboard taken out. I'm like, you're gonna not right. like how that yeah, comes no. out, <laughs> right? You're gonna take those out after we right. deliver them. Yeah, for sure. Oh, funny cu- cupcake story. Oh, tell me. Um, the lady wanted cupcakes in the shape of an M for for a school or something. So okay. we made the cupcakes in the shape of an M. It was almost like a. Uh, we kind of iced over it to like smoothed it out like a cupcake cake. Okay. And uh, so we made this M. It was beautiful. I had this great cupcake uh, decorator who did it. And I, I'm in, I'm a wise ass. So <laughs> when the lady came to pick it up, I said, "I'm sorry, we made a mistake. We made a W." And I handed it to her. I handed it to her facing the W, and she almost cried. And I had to like, I had to tell her, like, "I'm just kidding." And I, I turned it around. <laughs> and while we're on that topic, Jim, I want you to tell the folks what you told me before we went on air about something getting a wedding cake or something or they wanted a wedding cake from a bakery well, in a supermarket. Is, I guess this is also the difference between like a bakery bakery and a yeah. supermarket bakery. And I think I worked at Acme for a little bit. I think they did wedding cakes there, but at Pathmark we did not do wedding cakes. Right. Every once in a while people would be like, well, if you don't do wedding cakes, can you make me like different round cakes that I can put together where I'm going to be? And I'm like, <laughs> I can do that, but I can tell you like it's not going to go. Because we don't have the, when you do that tiered stuff, you need inserts to put sure. in the cake so it right, doesn't right. fall in on itself. Yeah. And I guess a lady did that. She bought a bunch of cakes from us, took it to a wedding, and it fell apart. And she blamed us that oh, we ruined her man. wedding. Oh, wow. No. Wow. And isn't that her fault for picking Kind of. Yeah. I mean, if you, you were trying to go real low budget, like getting right. it. Right. I mean, you get what you pay for, <laughs> That's right? exactly yeah. right. <laughs> okay. Let's get a couple of interesting facts. The Chocolate River in Willy Wonka was real. That was a real no Chocolate way. River. Yes. But that it, was a lot of chocolate. Yeah, it was a hundred. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be there after after the things, the set ended, and I'd be like spoon. Right. Hundred and fifty thousand gallons. It wow. was. And uh, here's the thing. They Why? Had a, Why they, would you? Well, you could have just made the water brown. Well, guess what? You're you're right because they had to take it out because it spoiled and it stunk up the exactly. whole place. Exactly. Like there's oh. no reason to have it real unless you're. I mean, I guess they had, the Augustus Gloop had to eat some of it, but right. Uh, and you could have done something. They didn't, you got, they didn't have CGI back then. I know. What did they do with the boat though? Because I mean, I, th- I would. Because didn't have it like a ferry kind of. That was a different part of the like the the chocolate river was only in the beginning. I think. Hmm. I think. I mean, that's a that's a way to turn it. That's for sure. That's what he said. Like that was the reasoning. <laughs> so then they had to take it out. Uh, the most expensive cake mm. is seventy five million dollars. Oh stop! Uh, yeah, there was a cake for seventy five million. You should just do a bakeries that only sell seventy five million. I, I, Your whole right. business model is to sell that one cake. <laughs> just one. Wow. And I was telling the folks earlier, cupcakes got their name because each ingredient is made by the cup full. And that is what, where they got the name Cupcake. Here's the one I want everyone. What time? Is, hold on. I want everyone to pause 10 minutes into the uh, podcast and listen to this fact. Because this blew my mind. Chocolate chips were actually created after chocolate chip cookies. So what they used to do is they used to get bricks of chocolate, chop them up, and then put them in the batter. 
for their chocolate chip cookies. That's not so mind blowing, but just because my favorite chocolate chip cookie are the chocolate chip. Oh, cookies, okay. So, right. so uh, that came along out of necessity, I guess. Right. Uh, there are a lot of countries around the world that do not have dessert. Uh, no, Africa is one of them that what? doesn't do dessert. What? None uh, whatsoever. I don't know where uh, you're going to open your next uh, bakery. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if they got a taste of dessert, they'd probably be on like sugar highs. <laughs> ice cream dates back to 200 BC, so ice cream has been around for years, and they say ice cream was invented in China. So that was interesting. Hmm. Um, Right? I'm like... Thomas Jefferson. Back in the 1700s, Thomas Jefferson used to pour maple syrup over his dessert just to sweeten it up. Okay. Okay, let's get back into the bakery business. Um, does anybody have tips on uh, the best way to find a baker? Because Daniela is hugely po uh, popular, but there are people that are, are you know, trying to get find a baker. If I'm at home right now and I need a baker, what do I do? What's the best resource? Hmm. Isn't Anita Baker a singer? Anita Baker. What do you think? I th I would do. I Google. mean, these days, these days it's just the internet. You just yeah. type it in. And especially if you have um, allergies, um, definitely you would want to research that, like peanut allergies or gluten allergies. You know, you want to be very careful that nothing is also cross contaminated. Absolutely. As well, so you would definitely want to do your research and, and Google. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Chef Torres, the catering show. Uh, uh, go to all podcast platforms and listen to it. But he made a good uh, a good point. Word of mouth is probably the most reliable mm -hmm. way to get a quality baker or caterer mm -hmm. because those are people that have actually done it. Right. And I went down to a friend of the show's restaurant two years ago, had my meal, and then uh, literally was able to uh, blog about it on Yelp within 30 seconds. So Yelp is not screened. So it probably would be better to gear yourself towards word of mouth, friends and family. Yeah, I, I have to be completely honest. So that's how I, I got started. So I used to live in upstate New York, mm -hmm. and I had this incredibly nice woman who um, had my cupcakes at her party, and the rest of these women saw my cupcakes, and I was so busy that summer due to word of mouth. Some so of I'm, mouth. I'm all for word of mouth. And the best way is to ask your friends and family. Right, right? You just, right. Uh, you just talk to your friends and family, hey, I need a baker, who do you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, the other the other way that you can you know, pull people in, obviously, is through social media. That's yeah. another way to have relatively free advertising. Um, you know, and people eat with their eyes first. Mm -hmm. Right. That's one of the things that foodies say, like our cameras eat first. And you'll see it on any dedicated foodies thread. Um, the the pictures are always outstanding, like stunning. Yeah, yeah, and very tempting. Yeah, every time I look on your page, I'm just like, <laughs> I have to walk away. <laughs> Thank you. And it's like drooling. that's a compliment. No, like I'm drooling. I'm just like, okay. She's ruined four four cameras, four, yeah. four, four cell phones by drooling on them. And I can tell you that we do another show. It's called Learn About World Cuisine. We explore the world and give you a food tour and give you interesting facts like this. And ja ja the Japanese believe in eating with your eyes first. And if you go to Japan, there are some incredible food 
presentation. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm, I believe. And that is because yeah. their culture believes in eating with your eyes first. Oh, so it's pretty awesome. interesting. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And I'm not, uh, we have a commercial for the show, so I won't plug it. All right. We're going to go, <laughs> we're going to go into our first commercial. Now, that segment was for our listeners around the world. Segment two is going to be, hey, I'm listening, and I really need a cool cupcake baker. I want to learn more about how to get uh, you know, these great cupcakes. And it's going to be all focused on Daniela and Trace Fiore. Awesome. Thank you. And uh, when we come back, we are going to focus uh, on Daniela and her great business. Let's go to break. Check out our new podcast, Learn About World Cuisine, where we travel to a different country from around the world each week and give you fascinating facts about both the country and the cuisine. Our world traveler gives you his real-life experience in the country, and our wine expert gives you the best wine pairings with your cuisine. Our podcast is available on all platforms, or you can simply Google Learn About World Cuisine to listen to the show. All right, we are back. Uh, Trace Fiore uh, is our guest, Daniela. I just want to give you a couple points, bullet points about uh, Trace Fiore. Uh, They are gluten-free and Mm -hmm. organic-free, which is a hard combo. We were talking about that before the show. You you usually find one and not the other. Not the other. They're not organic-free. No, gluten-free and organic. Yes. Yes. So, oh. And, and then I just want to give the bullet points for the listeners so they know. Uh, you also are a founder uh, and own a dog treat business called Paw Jackers. Correct, yes. And we're going to talk about that. Great. And she is also, for our listeners, 103.7 WMLD or the WMLD app. This is a Friday afternoon for you guys. Uh, but she's a bilingual actress, voiceover artist, producer, and writer. Yeah. So if you guys are listening in in New York, uh, you know, you can contact TraceFiori.com and uh, you can hire her. If you like her voice on the show today, give her an email, TraceFiori.com, and then you uh, can communicate with Danielle. Danielle, I just want to first talk about your Latina. Yes. You're a female. Yes. You own a business. Yes. Let's talk about that, and then the, uh, these guys are going to ask you some questions. Sure. Uh, talk about that aspect. Sure, yeah. So I am a brand-new business owner, uh, and I am doing pretty much everything by myself um, at, at this point, but I just recently hired someone to also uh, assist, which tells me I'm on the right path, which is great. Um I have to be very honest and say that I'm literally learning as I go. (laughs) I'm learning as I go. Um, I love the challenge. And um, I'm I'm grateful for the support, especially in the Philly community. It's been incredible. Um, The Philly food bloggers have been amazing to me. And um, I'm, I'm just so profoundly grateful, really. And we might have a lot of listeners that are looking to support. Uh, Latina-owned business. And listen, I will take all the help. I'm not a prideful person. Well, no, I'm just saying. (laughs) There's a lot of people that will support a particular business. Latina-owned, female-owned. Yeah. 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 So uh, let's start with Amherst Pollock. Uh, Your questions for Daniela Malave. 
Well, I'm <laughs> as I explained to you, this is more of a que- uh, conversation. But um, <clears throat> so you had told me that you started out um, obviously w- inspired by your mother and your grandmother. Yeah. And um, do you want to get a little bit into that? Go a little sure. Bit? Yes. Um, so uh, the name of my company is called Tres Fiori, which means three flowers. Um, my mother was an artist, and so was my grandmother. And they always worked in, they, they were either painting flowers or arranging flowers or, or wreaths and um, singers and, you know, um, very, just very talented. So I, I grew up in a family of, of artists. I was always influenced by seeing what they did, and um, I just wanted to... You know, it's it's like um, a homage to them um, as well. So I'm the third generation uh, working with flowers, hence Tres Fiori. Exactly. So, yeah. And um, you also kind of started it, started your business with paw jackers. Yeah. Because, and that was because you saw that your dog was having some health issues. So, all right. Um, I was at this job. And I sat at my desk after I had a salad and a huge piece of Italian bread. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know what happened, but from head to toe, every single joint in my body was on fire, like on fire. So I went to my doctor. My doctor said, listen, I want you to cut out gluten for 30 days. I cut gluten out, never felt better in my life. Was it tough though to like to cut it out? I wanted to die. Yeah. Did you want to stab somebody? Because I I think I would want to stab someone. It was it was kind of actually depressing because like half of my family's Italian, so and that's how we relate to each other through food. Yeah. So it was a little bit depressing at first, but it it just I, I felt so much better. I just it just wasn't worth it to me. And also, I don't know if you guys remember, there was a time where um, dog food companies, um, there were, like, dogs dying due to, like, uh, these accidental, like, poisoning. Yeah. That, like, especially with dog treats. And one of my favorite things to do was to give my dogs treats, like, just, like, they're, like, slot machines, you know. <laughs> and so I didn't want them to have gluten or, like, the idea of them passing away because of, like, a potential poison. I was like, there's no way. So then I created these dog treats and then I created these doggy and me cupcakes and that's how my love for cupcakes kind of came from and then like the artistry of buttercream flowers yeah I was like if you will I'll uh, throw in a cheesy joke and say that's where your love of doing flower cupcakes blossomed (laughs) (laughs) that is correct yeah so it's just uh, um Wanting to just be able to have desserts and have my dogs have a, a healthier alternative. Exactly. Yeah. Um, now, given the propensity for my sweet tooth, <laughs> <laughs> I want to explain to all the listeners out there that I have actually eaten. She brought some of the cupcakes in for us to try out. Um, and I'm a huge fan of buttercream and she uses buttercream. And that for me, for sweets is like key. And I know that you said that that's something that you pr- look for and prefer too. Um, with, with using buttercream. Oh, so yeah. So 
buttercream, I, I just found, um, and I tried so many different kinds of recipes of buttercream. And for my buttercream, it's organic powdered sugar, organic butter. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And um, I'm able to be creative and artistic, and uh, it's definitely my favorite medium for sure. Now, Jim, do you have any questions? As, in, as a bakery manager. Yeah. You, uh, <clears throat> not necessarily questions, but um, I I see so many times in this industry, like people like you, who you didn't go to the, you didn't go to culinary school and, and work through these things. And, and, it, and it, those are the better stories and like better food coming out of that. And I know that I, and I never did either. I, you know, I, my mom, my parents were um I was like a latchkey kid, and I used to come home and cook dinner for my sister yeah, and yeah. I. So, like, I was like twelve cooking dinner, and that's that's my culinary school. And I know right. that people, that, and uh, that's how I get hired at restaurants because a lot of big time chefs don't want somebody with all these like, oh, I have these great knife skills. They just want somebody who's a who's a good chef and cares and, and is a good person. And I think I see that so much. I see it in you, and I see it so much in like these type of in businesses that kind of open up like that. Thank you so much. Mm. Yeah. Um, it literally came from a curiosity. And uh, I encourage anyone who's listening, if you have an impulse or an, uh, just any sort of inkling to try something, just do it. Because you don't know the untapped potential that you may have. There's nothing to be afraid of. Uh, and I'm so glad that I just kind of took that leap of faith because I swear to you, I had no idea that I, I was even capable mm -hmm. of doing something like this. So what actually, the first time that you utilized the buttercream and mm -hmm. tried to create one of these flowers, like what was going on in your mind? I, and I swear, I, like I, I'm not a prideful, I'm a very down-to-earth, humble person. I couldn't believe that I could do it. <laughs> it was just like, wow, I'm I'm really onto something. Um, so it happened, uh, are you guys familiar with like Preppy Kitchen? I totally forget his name. He's, um, he's a, like a very famous person, um, but he had this tutorial on orchid buttercream flowers. And I, I love orchids, I think they're beautiful. And I was like, wow, this would be like really cool if I could make like orchid bu like buttercreams. And I did it just once and I, and I executed it and I was like, wow, I didn't, I didn't even know that I could do this. And that's like, everything just like fell into place yeah, after And I'm that. not gonna say it's easy, but I remember like when I first started in the bakery, like when I, you know, I would see flowers. Cause when I was a kid, I always wanted, who who wouldn't want the flower on the cake? You right. know, I, I always right. wanted that flower. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, I, when I became a baker, I found out like there were tips for the icing yeah. that actually, I'm like, oh, okay. So not that it's like easy, but it's like, I thought that these were like, they were like kind of like doing it like freehand or something, but you know, you get the right tip and like learn how to and, but the, that isn't even easy because even just making the flower petals yeah that's it's an art you got to learn even with the right uh, icing tip. It, it is and uh you know with like russian tips you can mm -hmm. you can do that I, a lot of my stuff is freehand no, that's great yeah that's amazing that's yes. a talent and how do you keep the because buttercream is very sensitive to temperature mm -hmm. so when you're piping that mm -hmm. how do you actually keep the buttercream from kind of becoming a hot mess we'll say <laughs> right that's a really great question so um it's really cold in my uh kitchen 
<laughs> that's, that's hard because I remember working with buttercream. Like it couldn't be too cold or else it would be hard to work It'd with. It'd be too hard. But then if it got too warm, it would kind of like kind right. of wilt or whatever. That's right. Um, I also wear a glove mm-hmm. on my piping hand that helps to keep the temperature away from uh, the buttercream. I'm assuming is this a, a thicker glove than a, a regular like yes. protective? Yep. Okay. Yep. yep. Um, and the minute that I'm done piping them, I put them in the fridge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I put them in the fridge. So. Yeah. And I mean the I'm I'm showing I'm on Facebook Live right now too, and I'm showing everybody you know the the fo- the video basically of the cupcakes that you've created and brought in for us. And you can tell, like, there is a huge intricacy of every petal that you've created. You put in a lot of artistry and a lot of work into making sure that what the product that you actually hand off is just absolutely stunning. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I just really love what I do. I just, it's not work to me. It's it's just like there's there's times where I, I'm baking and and piping all day, and it's like oh I forgot to eat today. It's like whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, and I, I I'm a Virgo, and we're like obsessed with details. So it kind of fulfills that like weirdness of like you know the the more specific and the harder it is it's like okay yeah i want i i want to do it so so thank you for that i i appreciate those kind words very much (laughs) yeah thank you okay same thing um real quick uh i haven't worked in a bakery for maybe five years and i i miss that like i miss doing that yeah and like when you work at a supermarket you got to deal with the red tape of like corporate stuff and I don't miss that stuff but sure. like the actual baking and the, the decorating I miss yeah, that so much it, and I didn't like same as you I never felt like it was work while I was there it, until it, I had to do some administrative stuff and then I'm right. like okay now yeah, it's that work that part I'm just like ugh but um, it's very meditative it, it teaches me patience uh, it takes it teaches me to just take one step at a time slow down uh, be present enjoy the process yeah and i want to just quickly because we got a minute left uh i want to talk about uh paw jackers oh yeah we have listeners all over the world yes they can order those and have them delivered so those can be shipped uh my cupcakes unfortunately cannot they're just so delicate um Yes, so those are gluten-free and organic as well. Um, that's why I want to harp on that, because that's unusual for a dog treat. They are. It, it is unusual. Um, it, it's all human-grade ingredients, so you can actually try them yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have to refrigerate my dog treats because there are no preservatives. Um, but yes, and proceeds go to shelters as well. See, that's important. It is. And the proceeds go to shelters. Yeah. I know a lot of dog lovers. I'm a huge dog lover. Uh, TraceFiori.com, they can get a hold of those. So you can actually go to pawjackers.com. Oh, yeah, terrific. Pawjackers.com, yep. And I want to make that recommendation, pawjackers.com. Yes. And they, you have the, they're organic and gluten-free. Gluten-free for yes. dog treats is amazing. Yes. And now one other question in relation to Paw Jackers yeah. um, is because I know Trace Fiore is on social media. Mm-hmm. Is Paw Jackers as well? It is. It is. It's at, at Paw Jackers. You'll see it. Oh, terrific. Yeah. And that's P-A-W-J-A-C-K-E-R-S. Right. Take a break. We're going to come back with a mind-blowing yeah. stuff about the bakery business. Cure Your Cuisine is available on all social media platforms. 
go to Facebook, search Q Your Cuisine. That's Q U E U Your Cuisine. Instagram, Q Your Cuisine. Twitter, at Q Your Cuisine. Follow us on all social media platforms so that you never miss an episode. But, um, okay, we're back. Uh, Want to give our listeners around the country, welcome back. Uh, when people listen to podcasts, they kind of skip around. So this is for the listeners around the country. Uh, October is National Dessert Month. Oh. October 14th is National Dessert Day. What? Yes. And, Maybe oh, yeah, that's yeah. the reason why I'm so obsessed with sweets is because <laughs> I was born in October. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and here's, a, here's something that even Jim Hassan is going to be impressed with because I keep giving Jim... So. A lot of impressive info, and he's like, nah. I'm like, nah. He's like, nah, I heard of it. <laughs> this is fascinating. The German in German chocolate cake is actually named after an employee of an American chocolate company. It has nothing to do with Germany. Uh, the German, when you have German chocolate cake? Yes. Nothing to do with Germany. No, okay, wait. So was the guy's name, name German? Yes. Yes, that was his last name. The only reason I knew that is because I lived in Germany and I asked about it and they didn't know what the heck that cake was. <laughs> but it's funny. I felt so stupid. <laughs> and this dude was just a, a worker at an American chocolate company and he has that, uh, oh. the best ice cream I've ever had since we're talking sweets. Best ice cream I've ever had in my life was on the uh, Wildwood Boardwalk. German chocolate cake ice cream, and mm. it was amazing. That sounds amazing. I will quickly plug, since you brought up ice cream today, is National Ice Cream Sandwich Day. So, yeah. And I'm just thinking, like, I wonder if you could do incorporate, like, some sort of cupcake, like an elaborate cupcake with ice cream, you know, obviously served immediately. But <laughs> that, would be, that would be a that, fun idea. I have a whole, like idea for like i actually made a cone with a peony on top oh okay. and i would love to to do something like that I, but it would have to be served immediately yeah exactly like, like right away. You, you'd have to collaborate <laughs> with one of the local ice cream places right. yeah and we, and we have two people that are bakers and know how to bake very well and here's something that blew my mind if a fruitcake contains alcohol it can last a very long time Jay Leno sampled a fruitcake that was 125 years old. No. No. Yeah, yeah, that's what it, that's what it says. And there is there is a seat in the Senate. There's a seat in the US Senate. Uh, that Made is, out of fruitcake? No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I been, 125 years old, about. that would be funny. It's called the candy desk and it must be filled with candy from the local senator's state. So there's actually a seat on the U.S. Senate uh, that is called the candy seat. Wait. And they fill it with the candy from whatever from senator. Whatever that, that makes me wonder, like, there must be some senator that has a major sweet tooth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the candy cane, which we all love, candy yes. canes, that was invented in Germany to keep the kids quiet at church. A lady invented the candy cane. She would shove it in her kid's mouth, and they would be quiet during the church service. That is wow. how candy canes work. I'm loving these facts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Utah, which is our, our listeners in Utah. We had listeners just a couple of weeks ago in Utah. They consume more jello per capita than any other state. So if you're going to Utah, they're jello lovers. Uh, thin mints account for 25% of total Girl Scout cookie sales mm. are the thin mints. 
Uh, this is. I want your opinion. We're going to talk about this one. All right. Machine spun cotton candy mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. invented by a dentist because he wanted more business. This is the legend has it. He invented an entire uh, machine spun cotton candy, hoping that his town that was going to eat the cotton candy. Would come to see him. Genius. Genius. Yeah. But, I mean, if and that's like true, up. a little bit, <laughs> like, let me rot my town's teeth. <laughs> and then fix them, and then they'll rot again. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. All right, let's, let's get, let's get a, a little survey. Does Do you like candy corn? Candy, candy corn? corn? Yeah. No. Okay. Really? Brock's makes enough candy corn each year to circle the earth four times. Wow. That is how much candy corn is made. There is a lot of candy corn each year in our dumps. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you mean like actual dumps. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I probably, let me clarify, like garbage. Okay. <laughs> Daniela, have you ever gone with Trace Fiore? Have you ever gone into the pie? Have you done pies or you just... Uh, stick with uh, cake. I really want to get into gluten-free pies. I don't know if you guys um, know about like uh, art pies. Have you seen how there's like an entire industry of just artists that Uh-oh. create the most mm-hmm. amazing pies? They cut out the, the pie yes. crust. To, and yeah. That, oh, that, yeah. The yes. crusts are elaborate. They're so amazing. I've always wanted to do that, but it's hard making gluten-free I was just going to say, how would you even go about you know, doing I don't think I could. <laughs> well, uh, the, the, re- the, reason I, the reason I bring it up is because $700 million worth of pies are sold every year. $700 million. I thought that was interesting. You uh, could. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, interrupting. Yeah. But you could always just stick with the clean and the organic for the pies. Right. Yeah. Well, no. I couldn't because I would have to it cross. It would cross-contaminate. Mm. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah that yeah. would. And, and you can feel it. With, as somebody who has a gluten allergy, you can feel if something's been... I didn't even think of it that mm-hmm. way. That's true. Mm-hmm. In 2005, Jim will love this one. In 2005, a fortune cookie coincidentally pre- predicted the Powerball, <laughs> causing over 110 winners. I do like that one. Think about that. You get a fortune cookie. That's amazing. You read it, and, you, and a lot of people are like that. I know right. a lot of people like that. They're like, hey, this is the numbers I got in my fortune cookie. They go p- play the Powerball, and they won. In bed. 110. <laughs> yeah. Kev, you know that that little uh, ad in bed at the end of your fortune? No, no. I've never heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> I Again, I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> if, if it's not on the Food Network, I don't Pretty much, much, real quick, any, if you read a fortune cookie, any fortune, if you add oh, in, in bed, bed to it, it's Quite funnier. Humor. Yeah, it's definitely funnier. That's actually interesting. I didn't know that. It's hilarious. <laughs> All right. The blood from the... The famous scene in Psycho, the famous movie yeah. Psycho, corn where syrup. she yeah. gets... Yeah, any movie no. that has it is, is corn syrup. Nope. It says it was chocolate syrup. Oh, well, well, that's because it was black and white. Right, yeah. exactly. Because oh. it was in black and white. That, that makes more sense. I did a scene sense. where they used that. Then they also used coffee grains. Oh, really? It. Yes. Because you are an actress. WMLD, Radio <laughs> 103.7. Let's contact Daniela. Okay, yeah. off of that. Yes. How hard was it? Because I've heard that it takes days to get that red food dye off of your skin. Uh, so what, like like this? or, or no, I mean, no, 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 no. Yeah. The, yeah, the yeah. scenes mm-hmm. that you oh, filmed. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> Yeah, do you do you go home and you're like I need a sugar high and you like lick your arm or something? 
I will say I had to go into um, New York City and they gave me a, a hotel room and my wardrobe was covered in that. And I called down to the lobby and I said, no one got killed. No one died. <laughs> And, and, I just want you to know. And j- just so you know, one of our one of our co-hosts on another show to learn about world cuisine show is Peter DeFeo. Peter was in The Sopranos. He's been in American Gangster. Oh, he's cool. Been, and he actually now starts people off in the business. That's amazing. That's pretty neat. He yeah. helps people get gigs. That's so cool. Yeah, because all of the towels were like, they looked like they were so <laughs> You murder somebody. <laughs> like, really? I didn't. I swear. I'm nice and innocent. But it's funny how you, you um, thought she meant the cupcakes at first, because I know like, I, ever since I haven't been in the bakery, my hands are not died from like yeah. The, yeah. the the icing dies. Yeah. Especially working with red. It's like forget uh, yeah. it, you know. Wow. <laughs> uh croissants. I'm gonna I'm gonna disappoint a lot of people out there and I'm sorry. Uh-oh. Sorry to be the bearer. I, will, I, I, know, will I refute, love croissants. I will refute anything you say about <laughs> croissants. I love Hit croissants. Sorry. Oh Jim Hassan, Grubhouse Philly in Philadelphia at the uh yes. Boris building. Okay. And he makes breakfast and he makes a lot of croissants. No, no we don't make croissants. It, but you no. make biscuits. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready? It's too hard to make croissants. Croissants are not from France. They are from Vienna. They are not French. They're Vienna. They're from Vienna. I mean, that doesn't make me upset. Well, I mean, it's, I was like, but a lot of people think they're from France. They're from Vienna. Yeah. And but- Billy Joel's song... Uh, yes. When will you realize Vienna waits for you is actually because he used to stay with his grandparents in Vienna in the summer, and he wrote that song. That is why that song exists. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just I, I would like to uh, look up and find out if it was Paris, you know, or some bakery in France that added all that additional butter to the croissants that made them so good. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but it sounds so French. Yeah, it does. That's oh, croissant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cheesecake has appeared in over 100 Golden Girls episodes, yet B. Arthur hates cheesecake. <laughs> so evidently she did not uh, get along with the writers. Uh, <laughs> or the set decorators. And you, yeah, somebody. Being an actress, you yeah. might know this, but the ice cream in most commercials is actually mashed potatoes. I did know that. that because it's too uh, logistic. Milk is Elmer's glue. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is no, it, really? it is. It is. Oh, that's and then great. they put like some sort of uh, oily spray for, yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Uh, the cream in the center of a Twinkie is actually Crisco mixed Ugh. with some sugar. Oh, my it. God. So if you guys are eating 25,000 Twinkies, such as I do, <laughs> uh, that center is not cream. That is actually Crisco. This is also why Twinkies never go bad. Yeah, probably, probably <laughs> so, though. There's so much preservatives in that. I, yeah. I miss Twinkies. It's probably, it's probably, <laughs> yeah, but it's, pro- it's probably true. There, it's probably true. There's Twinkies lasting forever, that's, really. That's my Next thing, organic, gluten-free Twinkies. <laughs> I might eat some of them, like, you know, large quantities. I got you. I got you. And this is interesting. Uh, donut holes, which are popular now, uh, they were actually invented because a lady would make her husband donuts all the time, and it would never cook all the way through. So she took the holes out. And then she had a uh, donut. So, so you're saying donuts a, are, were created because of that? No, no, donut holes were created because the lady was baking her husband donuts, and it would never cook all the way through, so she took the center out 
and that, that is made, well, that, so she right. cookie cuttered it right <laughs> when you can't you can't it's like a you can't have donuts without donut holes right though, and that's true right so and she created she both that, she created both she created really. both yeah. must have created both um, 1846, by the way, donut holes were created. That was the year. So they've been around. Is there going to be a test time. at the end of this? No, 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 no. I, I know. I'm like, I, are we having dessert SATs? Nope. <laughs> uh, the Toll House Inn in uh, Whitman, Massachusetts is where chocolate chip cookies were invented. Hence the name, I guess, Nestle Toll House. Mm. Yeah, so it's interesting. Let's talk about your favorite thing to bake. Uh, we'll start with Daniela. What is your favorite thing to do? Which which uh, part of baking is something that you really love to do? You know, I'm going to say I really like uh, cupcakes. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, um, my favorite, I think my, honestly, it's just decorating. Okay. That, that's my absolute favorite. And it really is. what is some advice you would give to uh, a young child or uh, even a grown up like me that doesn't know how to bake? Uh, what is the easiest thing Buy to start with? products. <laughs> <laughs> what is the easiest thing? If my if I have a kid at home and I want to start teaching them how to bake, what do you think the easiest thing to teach first? I think, first of all, don't be afraid. Just try it. Um, the easiest thing, I say start with cookies. Okay. Cookies are always, like, they're fun and easy, you know, not that many ingredients. Okay. What about you, Jim Hassan? Uh, I just, one of the things I remember, just... Came back when I used to be a bakery manager, and I used to have to train somebody new. First of all, uh, I, this was about 20 years ago. I had a woman; uh, it was a young girl, like right out of high school, and uh, I have. She was actually very talented; like she could make a good cake. But like when I went her, when she went to write on a cake, I saw her writing in print. You know, she would like write "Happy Birthday" in print, and I'm oh, like, wow. and I said to her, you know, it'd be easier to write in cursive because you could, there's a flow to it and you can just squeeze and she's like I never learned to write in cursive and that's when I first realized like, they don't teach it anymore so I used to um, when, I, when somebody would start at the bakery I would get like a piece a big piece of wax paper and I uh, give them a, a bag of white icing and then just have them like draw Go to town. yeah just have them draw that's and like great. write because the most thing you're gonna write if there's one word that I know how to spell uh, from 25 years working in a bakery, it's happy birthday. <laughs> if I ever spell that wrong, <laughs> I, I, I never will. Oh, but, uh, so yeah, I have so, them write happy birthday. So would you would you start them out like if they didn't know cursive? Would you like have like write? Oh, yeah, I'd start them out with writing printing because mostly they didn't know cursive, and then I would show them how like it looked in cursive. And well, no, I just I'm just thinking like a, a um parchment paper and like writing the word out in cursive and having them trace it i guess like you know i could have done that i never did that where were you at that time let's go to break when we come back we're gonna get in we have a lot of uh, boozy fans out there we're gonna talk about some ways you can mix Ooh, alcohol with yeah. desserts Ooh. all right we'll be right back you can find dining on a dime every friday at 1 p.m on WMLD radio app and on air at 103.7 FM in New York, the voice of the Hudson Valley. We're back. We are back. And uh, this Friday at 1 p.m., you can listen to our show on WMLD 103.7 FM in New York. Uh, that'll be this Friday. Um, let's get back into one thing I'm interested in is uh, what would you suggest, and we'll go around the table, Sure. 
Uh, what do you suggest if someone wants to add uh, alcohol to a dessert? What would you say? Say you're at home. For me, I would say just drink it and then make a regular cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> there's no there's need to be a, for a middleman in that equation. It's up to you. Can I can I jump in? Because yeah. yes. during break, I was explaining that like one of my favorite Please. things to do when I bake is make cake. But I usually infuse um, most of my baked goods with alcohol of some sort including the frosting. So um, if you want, you can always, you know, incorporate it. I love using um, Kahlua or Bailey's Irish mm, cream for the yeah. frosting. It just oh, gives it yeah. that lovely, f- you know, flavor. Nice. You know, I don't think I've ever <coughs> baked with alcohol. Really? I think I'm, well, I'm sure you but you can make a milkshake and add, we, we talked about that before. Would you would you have problems with incorporating the alcohol because of the gluten free? That's a really in some cases, great, yeah. A lot yeah. of yeah. Are, like, the like, grain based. A lot yeah. of them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hundred percent, like vodka. You have to be very careful with. Um, I don't rums. I'm not too. I don't. Rum is sugar based, but um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like tequila. Tequila is possible. So you can with. Um, and that's actually the best one to cook to. Lace because it has the most like, you know, like a like a fruity flavor to it almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I actually just found this really cool recipe for. Um, uh, it's like a what, what do you call the vanilla? Wow, if I could talk, <laughs> just vanilla, just vanilla um, extract. Thank you. It's, okay. a, it's a tequila based vanilla extract. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm actually looking to incorporate that. But as far as like making like a rum cake or anything of that sort, I, I haven't done anything like like that. That's interesting. Yeah. And Jim, your suggestion was so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not big on yeah I'm not big not on, big on adding, mixing alcohol. Mixing out, okay. on the food. Interesting. Do you just like not the taste? You don't like the I just, taste? I feel like it's. It takes away. You're not going to get drunk off it. Um, so. Right. Yeah, oh, unless if you. I made a chocolate peppermint um, cake that I like super infused yeah. with alcohol, and you got drunk off of one slice. Usually, I'm the one super infused. That's enough. <laughs> well, let's get back into our interesting facts. Uh, the average person in Switzerland eats. 19 pounds of chocolate per year. No. And that is probably why they associate Swiss with Swiss chocolate. I guess, but they're also real skinny. and (laughs) Right. That's because they walk everywhere, I think. Uh, That was interesting. And uh, I think that does it for our facts. Uh, I learned so much. I'm sorry. We have more. (laughs) Wait, wait, there's more. I've just had my assistant (laughs) hand me this note. Uh, uh, um, I will. I, you're talking about facts. I will say that the cakes and cupcakes, you had mentioned this earlier before we started recording, that cupcakes were brought about because um, of the ingredients being in a cup. I will mention the fact that cupca- or cakes in general, even baking, they used to use cups and, and whatnot f- to measure it. So that's the reason why a cup is a cup is because they used to not have measuring tools. So they would use an actual cup. That's interesting. That's awesome. All right. Now we're going we're gonna to blow people's minds because I found 10 more facts. Yes. <laughs> Only one in four food establishments 
make their cookies and brownies from scratch. Mm. What do you guys think about that? You go so, to a restaurant. I, I grew up in, in Delco, Delaware County, and uh, a staple in Delaware County is uh, Linvilla Orchards. Okay. And I used to go used to go there for uh, apple cider and apple pies. And uh, when I was, I'd already been working in the bakery, and I went there, and I kind of looked in the back because I was interested, and I saw all the Mrs. Smith pies boxes in the back, and I, I was like, that. they've been. I thought they were making them from scratch. Well, let's homemade, go around. Let's go around. And they the room. weren't. <laughs> let's go around the room on that because it's interesting. If I go to a restaurant and they have cookies at the front counter mm-hmm. my assumption my hope would be that they are homemade turns out one in four are the only ones is there a reason for that i, I think it's because like working in the restaurant industry as well i was a bartender server oh, for, good. Th- for 13 years okay it, it, i think it's just a, a time efficiency thing okay it's it's what it is i mean it would be great if it was like, authentic, but ain't nobody got time. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to pick and choose. Like, sometimes in a restaurant, you have to pick and choose. Like, we at uh, Grubhouse, we make our own uh, from scratch uh, pancake mix and, and biscuits. And we and I used to try to do the um, the sausage, like make my own sausage and season it. And that's awesome. It's just so much easier to get the frozen sausage right. patties. It <laughs> is. So you it just kind of have to like pick and choose pick your and battles choose there. Right. Yeah. I've definitely gone to restaurants where um, they they say that they make it in house, and I'm not going to name names because I right. don't want to get anybody mad. But I've I've been like, oh well, who's your baker? And they're like, you know, because I am in the food business. They're like right. privately. We get it from some money, you know? Right. So, yeah. But, I mean, hey, if it tastes good. Right. I'm actually not surprised by that fact. Yeah. And nine out of ten people that they surveyed said ice cream was their favorite dessert. Mm. Nine out of ten. That's an amazing amount. That is. Is amazing. You know, the first time I went to, like like, a real restaurant, like, as an adult, and not like dragged by my parents. <laughs> I went to like this Italian restaurant in the, at the shore, and um, they served a, a sorbet like after like the appetite or after like right. the salads or something. I right. was like, "What is this?" It was a palate cleanser. I never did. I was shocked. I think it was called Alfie's and Wildwood did that to us, and where they gave it a sorbet. That was a palate cleanser. That was interesting. I never knew. Like I never experienced that before. That I never did. Yeah, and it's a palate cleanser. Maybe I was just brought up in a different probably yeah <laughs> Trust me. environment. <laughs> now you guys can uh, give your input on this because I thought this was interesting. I've never baked anything. I've never cooked anything in my life. Dude, why don't you tell that you don't have a refrigerator? I don't have a oh yeah, he doesn't have a or a he doesn't oven have a refrigerator in his house no, because I eat out every day. I don't need a fridge. Wow. My gig is I eat out and I take photos. Okay. All right. He's like, you'll cook for me. <laughs> <laughs> Goat cheese, goat cheese uh-huh. has had a 137% growth on me- menus in the cheesecake category. So in cheesecake categories, they have increased. Hmm. I have not come cheese. across that at I all. I haven't either. Maybe it's the principle that. of like salted caramel, like uh, salted cheese. Like I don't know, because like, it's always really salty. Yeah, I was gonna say that's unless yeah. if it's the it's super creamy kind, right? But they have increased. 137% uh, goat cheese has been increased on menus in the cheesecake categories over the last uh, over the last 10 years. If you're a baker out there, I challenge you to oh, yeah. make a goat cheese cheesecake and bring it on our show. 
and have us try it. And dining on a dime at yahoo.com. You can get in touch with us. We got a lot of uh, feedback on our I'm for so our last episode. I'm curious about this. I yeah. know. I can't stop thinking about and it. Here, and I'm like, here. you're sitting right next to us. Yes. And I'm like, so, I challenge you. I really think I want to be challenged. There I you don't go. think I want to try it. And, wow. And for our sweet tooth people, and uh, who's probably the listeners we're having right now, uh, they did a study and it said eating dessert can actually help you cut back on eating before bed and snacking. So if you regularly implement dessert into your dinner, uh, you'll actually eat less oh, later makes, in the night. I, I, yeah, when, I know when I lived in Germany, like like after the meal, they would like give you chocolate or something. Yeah. Just, yeah. It was part of the digestive. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that helps you cut back. Yeah. That helps you cut back. You know, you're not going to get up at midnight. Yeah. Well, it's not only that, but it's probably also a psychosomatic thing where you're just like, well... But I already had dessert. <laughs> and they they also say it'll help you cut back on food cravings. When I was on my diet, I would love Wendy's would have a Baconator or whatever. I would always give myself Sunday, and Sunday was my off day. And I lost 588 pounds doing that. And, yeah, that's on our episode, Archives. I was like, what? Our archives. <laughs> I used to weigh 702 pounds. I went down to 187. Then I just gained it Good back. Good for you. But I yeah. did it on my own through diet and exercise. Wonderful. Go to, go to our archives. There's a health and fitness show where I lay everything out. Uh, <laughs> oh, I just thought of something. A ooh. friend of mine owns a, it's called Eastside East Side Cheesecakes. They're out in L.A. Okay. I'm going to ask them. Yeah. About the, yeah, I'm, yeah. I can't get over this. Wouldn't it be funny <laughs> I if I screwed up? That would be hysterical. If I screwed I up on so that, but I, I read it. Right I know. It's, it definitely is boggling my mind. I'm like, how yeah. are they, How do you make that taste good? Unless if, Can you make a savory cheesecake? I mean. And this could be a story, but they say that uh, brownies were accidentally created. A chef accidentally mel added melted chocolate into biscuit dough, and that was a mistake he made. That was an and that is how mistake. they that is how they were discovered. I know. I was like, I would love that. I I would love to be the inventor of that mistake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, December eighth is National Brownie Day. So National mm. Brownie Day is December eighth. Nineteen percent of people surveyed said apple pie was their favorite pie. Mm. Uh, pumpkin pie first appeared at Thanksgiving in 1623. Mm. <laughs> so pumpkin pie has been around a long time. The first mention of fruit pie in print was in 1590. So dessert's been going back years. Yeah. Mm. That's when the first. Oh my um, god! I'm like craving. You got, you guys fruit are gonna, cake was made and it's still around. You're gonna <laughs> love the, You're gonna love this one. Kansas once made it illegal years ago. Obviously. It was once illegal in Kansas to put ice cream on top of a cherry pie. That was actually breaking the law. That's ridiculous. In Kansas, many years ago. Why are you in here? And <laughs> I killed a guy. I am. What about you? I am getting teased. Put ice cream on a I'm still getting. <laughs> I'm still getting teased because I absolutely had no idea of this next fact, and people are like, "Dude, it is the most obvious fact." The plane that Buddy Holly died in was called American Pie. 
And that, hence that song, Bye Bye, bye, bye Mary. Mary. Mm. I actually didn't know that. But I I'm know that. Thank you, because I'm embarrassed by people teasing me. that Because I was talking about this all week, and people are like, dude, you didn't know that? I'm I like craving a banana cream pie. Yes. Yeah. So mm. Ooh, Wait, hold on. I'm going to circle back to you. So you're saying that you're craving a banana cream pie. Yeah. Do you make banana cream? Kind of flavored cupcakes? No. Nice idea. But nice idea. I, I'm getting all sorts of ideas right You're now. Right, exactly. I know. And and the thing is, is you you have numerous options of cupcakes. So you know, if you did start different flavors, you know, you get the box of yeah. options. Yeah. You, you know what it was? I just got so caught up with with decorating. Uh, and like, how can I improve myself? How can I make more flowers? Sure. So, but now I'm getting definitely like I, my next one is definitely gonna be dulce de leche. Nice. Ooh, and we have that'll one. Be good. We have one more fact. Then you're gonna be able to tell the world yes. how to get a hold of you. Uh, key lime pie, key lime pie, was just made the official pie in Florida in 2006. It is just that recently. seems like it's a little late bloom. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I was like, haven't just we like Florida. on a thontic? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is our that that was our dessert show. <clears throat> I want to thank Daniela Malave for Very being good. our special guest. Thank you for having me. It was such a fun time. Thank Sh- you. Give your social media contacts, website, etc. Sure. So uh, social media is at Tres Fiore. So T R E S F I O R I. And at Paul Jackers, P-A-W-J-A-C-K-E-R-S. It's like, um, that's my dog treat, sorry. And um, uh, also TressFiore.com. Okay. Yeah. And then also, if they want to hire you for acting or voiceovers, <laughs> you have. We're in New York. IMDb, right? I do have IMDb. Yeah. And that is at DanielaMalave.com. Trust me, it has happened before, so don't be shocked if you get a call. That would be great. Uh, Jim Hassan has joined us. He is the grill master at Grubhouse Philly inside the Borscht Building. Uh, And then we have our food photojournalist, Amaris Pollock. Amaris, give your tags. You can find me at ARPOLLOCKUS, A-R-P-O-L-L-O-C-K-U-S, across most social media. Okay, Jim Hassan, Jimmy Trash Talk. That's just my Instagram. There's, it's, just, it's just a bunch of fart jokes and things like that. Yeah. But you're also on Twitter, too. And right, I think Twitter. you're on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Yeah. But just like my Facebook. And we'll be page. back in two weeks. And we're going to be talking about uh, how do I save money? I'm holding a party for a lot of people. And we'll be back in two weeks. Have a great awesome. two weeks. Hey, everyone. Check out our new podcast. It's called Learn About World Cuisine. Each week, we take a different country, Greece, Italy, Ireland, and we examine the country itself, and we examine the cuisine, and we give you fascinating facts about both the country and the cuisine. Uh, Our beer expert, Matt Maratea, also is on the show, and he'll give you the best alcohol pairings with that cuisine. My co-host, Peter DeFeo, is a world traveler. So what happens is we give you mind-blowing facts about the country and the cuisine, and then my co-host Peter DeFeo gives you his real-life experience in that country. It's a fascinating show. If you like to learn and have fun at the same time, go to your favorite podcast platform and search Learn About World Cuisine, and you're going to love the show. Also, go to Google 
and put in Learn About World Cuisine Podcast. And if you like to learn and have fun at the same time, you're going to love that show. Okay, we are back. Bonus edition, Dining on a Dime, with friend of the show, Ray Lowe. A, Ray? a good friend of the good show. Good friend of the show. The good guy, friend of the show. The guy who put us on the map. Well, Ray. I have to tell you that you put me on my podcast, so yes. without you around, I would be absolutely nothing. Ray, tell right. our listeners about you. Let's talk okay. about it. Okay, well. Luckiest I, guy in the world. I am the luckiest guy in the world, and uh, I have a community that I work with. They are the luckiest people in the world. And I think we're sitting with some of them here today. So the luckiest people in the world are those people who go on out and they design their own lives. They don't put up with what everybody else wants. And once they get their own lives designed, they step into them and they live them to the max. Okay? And I have a feeling we got some entrepreneurs here, so I know that you're part of the luckiest <laughs> people in the world. So is one of your uh, sayings going to be carpe diem, seize the day? Uh, we can add that in if you want. <laughs> it's nothing I particularly do. Uh, I do like to eat, though. I, I certainly am not the foodie that uh, this gentleman over here is, okay? Right. Uh, but uh, one of the things that we found with working with some of the luckiest people in the world is that there are things that knock them off center. Okay, and we certainly had had an event or two or three or four in here that have made it a whole new world for different people. And uh, what happens is even the luckiest people in the world need some help sometime to get back on center. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you guys, but one of the things that in my old life before all this happened is we used to do this event about once a week. It was called Bourbon and Burgers at the Bar. Mm. Okay. Nice. And, and we would go to different places. I Where my office was, we had a Flemings across the street. And where I live down in Swedesboro, New Jersey, we have this wonderful place that is the tavern, the Center City or Center Square Tavern. And uh, we used to just get a small group of people because we like to talk. Okay. Right. And we'd sit down and we'd decide what kind of food would enhance the conversation. And booze always enhances the conversation. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, we might just order burgers or we might cheat and just get some shrimp cocktails and maybe get a steak or two and, and slice them up and put them in the middle of the table. Nice. And, and you know, it stimulated conversation. Well, well, especially with the booze. I mean, sure. the the less carbs you had to take up the booze, like soak up the booze, the more that your lips get loose. So, well, you know, it 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 is the booze, but but uh, but it's not just the booze. It it's it's the people that are there. It's the environment that you share, and and that's why I've always liked your show, Kevin. Oh, because thank you. you talk about you talk about things that are really the center of America. Sure. I mean, uh, you know, it's not just purely food. It's you got to have the people interacting with the food to make it worthwhile as an event. It does. So all of a sudden, one day, we didn't have these things anymore. All right? They were gone. You know, you couldn't go to Fleming's and cut up a steak and put it in the center of the table, you know, because it's tough to eat through those masks. Right? Yeah. Okay? <laughs> and I've seen these things with the sippy straws through the mask. They don't work. Okay? And not only that, but the summer's been so hot that even if you eat outdoors and you get this great food, it's just it just doesn't sit right because right. of the temperature out there. 
Okay. So we started doing a couple of things that you'll find interesting, Kevin. Yep. Uh, we, we started doing virtual coffees in the mornings and virtual cocktail parties in the afternoon. And what we would do would be to try and get somewhere between a half a dozen and maximum of 10 people together. And we would just sit down. We'd drink a cup of coffee in the morning together, and we'd talk a little bit about what's going on. Yes, go ahead. I was going to say, um, I do that on Zoom with um, a bunch of women, and we get along really, really well. Um, so we're... Did you decide to do this with, like, strangers on a platform like Zoom? Well, we do do it on Zoom, and I would love to have a bunch of women to do it. It's <laughs> much more exciting. <laughs> I would then really be the luckiest guy in the world, right? And what I love about what you're doing is that dining and drinking are part of the country's social fabric. I oh, mean, you're without, bringing people yeah. together virtually. And, and guess what? They're the cheapest cocktail parties I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because everybody's bringing their own to their own yeah, house. Yeah, you know, and, and even then, virtual cupcakes, you know, don't nice. wreak havoc on your waistline. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, you know, they don't do anything for your taste buds, though. Right. <laughs> and, and this is an excellent way for people that own a bar or own a restaurant to get free promotion right right they can join your virtual uh... and, and absolutely so so we've had a couple people come on pop on uh, so we've had a fellow by the name of jeff lincoln nice uh jeff jeff owns Pacero coffee roasters and he owns about, uh, I think it's four or five different coffee shops. And he's no small potatoes. Pacero's is pretty huge. Uh, yeah. So go ahead. And, I was going to say, I've he, heard of them. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say that I've heard of I've heard of that coffee company. He's a big player. Well, he popped on one morning, and he's telling us how he does a cold brew coffee. And he told us how he does his day when he's on vacation, because obviously when he's in working, the coffee's made for him, right? You know, he can do his thing. Right. But, but uh, we learned how to roast beans. We learned how not to freeze beans right. the wrong right way. Uh, we learned how to grind them. And we just had a wonderful experience of just uh, learning oh, while that. we yeah. had conversations. So it's like a learning, teaching, interactive um, yeah. moment. Something for everybody. Party. Yeah. 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 Virtual party. Yeah. Now, now, sometimes we won't have a guest. We'll just have a half a dozen of us, whoever shows up. And uh, we just have a conversation. And some, But we're sipping our coffee. <laughs> nice. Okay. Now, how do how do people find you and reach out and join you for these? Well, they come to our website, and then we send out email invites to people. Uh, part of it is we don't want to have it too big, because if you get it too big, you can't talk to anybody. Right. Now, it's okay sometimes when we have a guest like Jeff was on there, and so there was less conversation and more of a lecture from him than normal. But uh, I, I think one of the things that we miss out with this whole thing is conversation. And that's what you get when you dine with friends. Right. And we are doing a bonus uh, 15 minutes of Dining on a Dine with Ray Lowe, the famous author, uh, luckiest guy in the world. Infamous. Infamous. <laughs> And, uh, Ray, talk about your mission, because your mission is amazing. You're trying to let people know that life starts at retirement, right? Oh, life starts today. Right. And, and uh, one of the things that I've been doing all my life is I've been studying people that I think are the luckiest people in the world. And the reason for it is that, you know, you, you see those people here like Kevin, 
and he's got this halo around his head. And everything, <laughs> everything always goes right for him, right? Pretty much. Right? And, and, <laughs> and you sit back and you say, wow, you know, this, these are the kind of people I want to hang out with. Right. And if I go to a conference and Kevin's going to be there, it just makes the conference better. It's, everything is better. And uh, the second reason I was following them is because I decided that I really wanted to be like these people. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we studied them, and I did this for 45 <laughs> years while I owned a financial planning business. And uh, then we got to this point where we had people with lots of money who wanted to retire. They said they wanted to retire, and they wouldn't retire. And a lot of it is because they didn't know how to jump into an unstructured life. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And so we created this, this kind of like icon of the luckiest person in the world. And, and it's who we want to be like. And, uh, and uh, part of what we do is, is get together and talk about things. And, you know, I want to mention one thing. I don't know what our time is like here. Uh, we got about 10 more minutes. Okay. <laughs> uh, we talked a little bit about virtual coffee. But I want to talk uh, for a minute about uh, virtual cocktails. Okay. Okay, uh, we had a gentleman on a while ago, and I think you know who he is. This is a fellow by the name of Carlos yes. Ruiz. Carlos oh. Ruiz, mm. okay. famous mixologist. Oh, he's incredible what yeah. he yeah. can do. Ooh. Okay. So I had him design the luckiest guy in the world, old fashioned. Oh, you have me at old fashioned. I'll, I'll leave you the recipe when <laughs> I leave. But too. but he just did some incredible things. And now, uh, unfortunately, you want it now before I leave. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're, not, you're not taking any chances with this thing. Over. No, well, you can you can keep the paper. I have copies. So <laughs> but but you know, I find that it just makes a discussion when you go in to a bar, when you order a drink anywhere with dinner. You know, when you have uh, so, what do you have? I'll have the luckiest guy in the world, old fashioned, and and you get these blank looks. <laughs> and then before you know, everybody in the area is listening in because they're trying to figure out what this thing's all about. So so we had that event, and, and one other event that we had Friends on... Friends Connection. Well, yeah, we did, and you oh, were there. It was amazing. Try. Ray Lowe, if you joined the Friends Connection Network, right? Yep. You guys get together, and I met the absolute most amazing people, John Spitoli, uh, Spitoli or yeah, Spitoli? Spitola. Spitoli. Yeah. Uh, he's saving pandas. Yes. Correct in China. In China, and then you have tons of friends that spoke at the conference, and it was just the most amazing thing. Let's tell our listeners how can they get into that network. Well, again, right now we're kind of on hold a little right, bit for because the pandemic. we can't do these parties. Right. Okay. You, you just can't do them. But we are doing virtual ones. Nice. And so we have some incredible speakers coming up. And the way to do this is to go to our website. It is www. The luckiest people in the world. Oh, I know that's long. 
but it's the luckiest people in the world. And there's a place on right on the front page over there that you can just click on and you can say, I want to be kept apprised of these events. And we have summaries of them on there so that you can see pictures from the event. You'll probably see Kevin's picture there. Right. And it's every Thursday, correct? Well, the cocktails and the coffee are every Thursday. Okay. The virtual conferences are done, you know, once every two, three months. Nice. And we're looking for another big party probably middle of next year and what i love about ray is that ray has amazing friends your friends are just fascinating uh but people cannot with what's going on now a lot of people feel isolated at home and they feel uh, lonely yeah uh hard time go to the com website yes and join ray's uh, version it gives you friends you know what I mean? If you're sitting home by yourself, you got friends right there. A- absolutely. And, you know, we had a guest the other day, and it was a young lady in, in her mid-80s mm-hmm. who I had met three years ago at a luncheon. Nice. And I just kind of forgot about her. But I had her email address, and all of a sudden she signed up for this event. Okay? And this was the first Zoom conference she had ever been on in her oh, that's life. Great. That's awesome. How about okay. that? That's interesting. And so we have youngsters on here. We have oldsters on here. We have, but but we always have interesting people. And right. uh, that's, you know, it's conversation and food and drink. And, that's and, what it is. And, what, what, what more can you ask for? And yeah. tell, the, tell the ladies, Amaris Pollock and Daniela Malave, uh, tell us, tell them about that Olympic guy who won the gold medals. That is an amazing story. Okay. It gives everybody hope. I know. Now I'm like, huh? <laughs> so so I am a competitive swimmer. Cool. I've, I've been swimming since college, and I decided in my old age that I should continue this. Otherwise, you know, it's this buildup of this food and drink that I have all the time. <laughs> right. Uh, so I compete in national events, and I was in Birmingham, Alabama a couple years ago, and I did my swimming thing. And I'm wandering around, and I see this young gentleman with six medals around his neck. And five of them were gold, and one was silver. And the silver is the important one. And he won his medals in the 100 to 104 age group. Wow. Isn't that amazing? And at age 103, his events were the shot put, the discus, the javelin, yep. the hammer throw. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. My mouth is a gape right now. It, it is amazing. <laughs> and, and he got beat by a crummy 101-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> and, Those youngsters. <laughs> and, and this was a guy, but we have tons of women now that are breaking into swimming in the 100-plus age groups. Uh, it's it's the fastest-growing area. And one of the reasons that we're doing all of this is, you know, think for a minute— what are you going to do if you're lucky enough to live to be 100 years old? Right. Are you going to be the 100-year-old that's sitting in the nursing home uh, lobby in a, in a wheelchair? Or are you going to be out winning medals and celebrating with your friends and eating cupcakes? I'm going to be on the beach. Yeah, right. <laughs> <I> know, right? <laughs> but, but the reason we have Ray as a guest here today is because we have a huge audience of owners of restaurants, of uh, other people in the restaurant industry. We want to encourage them yes. to get a hold of you, and it's free publicity in front of a very nice uh, audience. And pop in for coffee or drink someday and, and bring hors d'oeuvres with you. Yeah, right. And, <laughs> and our audience members, too. All you have to make the, make a decision on is just to have fun. Right. 
And you know? uh, here's here's my thinking, Ray. I own a bar. It's trying to get people to come back into my bar, right? Mm-hmm. I can go and show you how to mix a drink Absolutely. virtually. And then, hey, hey, I own Moe's Bar at Second and Market. Come on down, and you can have this drink. It's free publicity. Yeah, and if you want to, we can name it after somebody that's on there. Exactly. And they're hooked. You know, they can't go anywhere else for a drink ever. And that is why we asked Ray to be on the show, because a huge part of our audience own businesses. They own bars. They own restaurants. And we want to encourage you. Get some free publicity. Why not? Luckiestpeopleintheworld.com. Yes. And sign up and take a virtual, uh, have a virtual party. Yeah, and and we can do more. You know, there's the sky's the limit to these things. We're doing this a couple days a week now, but there's no reason we can't do it more than that. There's sure. no reason we can't do virtual lunch. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and now I have a question for you. Sure. With your the luckiest guy in the world, old fashioned, do you? For any of your cocktail hours, send out the recipe for this drink or some other drink to have people come on with it already pre-made. Oh yes! Uh, now the we're experimenting with other things too, and and one of the things we've been trying to figure out is how to send mixed cocktails in the mail to the people. <laughs> in advance. You know, unfortunately, the mails are totally unreliable. Right. Okay, <laughs> because those mailmen like to drink. I think. <laughs> Right. Tell the folks you have a podcast. It's an amazing podcast. And it teaches people, gives inspiration to people, you know, how to live a better life. Yeah. And in fact, we ought to have all three of you on. I would love that. That would be fantastic. Uh, You were on our TV show. I was on the TV TV show. show. Yeah, it was fantastic. But the podcast is called Changing the Rules. Hmm. Now, here's the problem. When we grew up, we all had all these rules. Your parents gave you rules, right? Mm-hmm. Your teachers mm-hmm. gave you rules. The church gave you rules. Your job gave you rules. And the next thing you know, you're cluttered with rules. I feel like the older you get, the rules are more like loose guidelines. Right. Well, and that's the idea. The luckiest people in the world take those, those rules and they look at them and they decide what applies to them and what That's doesn't. Right. Now, the right. problem with rules is, see, rules tell you you can't do this mm-hmm. or you have to do this. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. how can you live your own life That's right. yeah. if you're messing around with everybody's yep. rules? Yep. That's, that's actually my process right now. And right. that's how I started my business uh, was dismantling all these like weird belief systems right exactly and that's what ray teaches people and and the whole idea is and and what we're trying to do is get a community together here because uh the more support you have the better it is Mm -hmm. exactly and we believe in talking that's one of the reasons we do our friends connection exactly and and by the way we also do a travel connection where a bunch of us get together and we go travel the world yeah you know so so there's no limit to this and the and the whole idea is once you you get great people together mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. enhances your life you, you need a and sense of community yeah. community is everything yeah. and also you need to make sure that the people around you are are you know equally like-minded and positive right you can like have greater. discussions and disagreements but you need to be able to get along with the person especially traveling and Ray's, 
and, and Ray's podcast is very helpful. I listen to it all the time. They it's give wonderful. great information. Changing the rules on all podcast platforms. Yep. Correct? Yep. What is any other website to go to? Uh, to no. Again, you come to our website, theluckiestpeopleintheworld.com. Got to love that. And, and uh, you can get on this uh, podcast of ours on Simplecast. You get on nice. it on Apple. You can get on it on all of them. And you will be inspired. Now, one thing I want to make, and then we're going to go. We're going to have to go. But if you have a parent at home, you have an uncle all alone at home. This is a great way for them to meet friends, correct? Yes. It's a great way for them to meet friends, and it's a great way to use a third-party influence to help them aspire. And we have people on that are just amazing people. They've they've broken all the rules, and they just... Uh, you know, they, they just get you motivated. Yeah. And, and we want to thank you, Ray, for joining us. Yeah. Our segment is just about over anything in closing my friend no time flies when no, you're no, having go ahead. fun go ahead. time <laughs> flies when you're having well, fun no, get, leave, no, uh, www. people in the world and it's all there and we'd love to join you with coffee and cocktails someday and who knows maybe we'll uh, wind up traveling the world together someday that, too that's outstanding and ray you're an inspiration thanks thank you. for having me all right and that was our bonus edition thank you and we'll see you next time you can find Table for One, written by Dining on a Dime's own Kevin Wilson at Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. <laughs>